The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com or sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Scroll down right there on the right side of the page, and uh, we are going live right there on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can also check out the live video feed, and I encourage you guys to be looking at several of these places. <laughs> Our backup channel is down for, for two weeks for another strike for covering the Pizzagate thing over a month ago, <laughs> okay? Uh, we've got two on this channel. We're trying to be careful with it until we get past that um, as far as certain subjects that, that I'm covering, at least on my behalf. Um, so you need to check these out. And then I'm trying to set up a library account. That was a major pain yesterday. So I'll let you know about that when that happens, as well as I've got a Brideon account. I've got a... Um, a bit shoot account, but the problem is every time I'm uploading videos, it's either I'm waiting on somebody to approve it or it's having problems. So I don't know what's going on there, but we're trying, okay, uh, to get other avenues to have the message out. But you can check that out on Twitter and uh, my Twitter account at FPP Tim, Periscope, and Twitch. Look up Setting Brush Fires, that's where I stream to every day. And Bradley's using my restream, so he's streaming to all these outlets too in the afternoons. Facebook, Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com front page, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And then we post uh, many of our articles not only on Sons of Liberty Media and on Facebook and Twitter and all this, but also Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life. You can catch us there at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And then finally, if you want to call in, please stick to the topic, okay? No Chinese buffet. <laughs> we did that the other day. Uh, stick to the topic. Uh, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. And that topic today is, are the false prophets in America about to experience a rude awakening? Well, I I sure hope so. More than for them, I hope for the people who've bought into their lies. I really do. Now, let me start off saying this. I am not a prophet. I'm not a son of a prophet. I'm just... A redneck in South Carolina. That's that's all I am. Okay? I am nobody 
my daddy's every he's he's everybody. He's somebody, right? He is the true and living God. He is the one who made all things. And by the word of his power, by the way. And he's given us clear instruction. He's spoken to us. There are people that say, this is one of the things that, that drives me a little bonkers. Uh, sometimes when you have certain people that they will say, well, the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that. And the Lord told me that drives me up the wall. If they don't say the Lord told me this and here's where he told it to me in the scripture. I want to let you know something, and I'm going to play a video if we get a time, because it's 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 so well done, and it deals with people that I don't even know, okay? I don't, let me give you this real quickly, and then we'll jump into it. When I became a Christian, I got around a lot of people who were excited about the Lord. I didn't know what they were, what their doctrines were, anything. They just seemed excited about Jesus. Um, we met a lot together. And they would do this, you know, prophesying all this stuff. And I thought, well, these people were excited about the Lord as I am. And I was very ignorant, even growing up in a, a pastor's home. I was very ignorant of the context of Scripture and things of this nature. And some of these people would get in this tongue talking. And it didn't sound like a language to me. It just sounded like a bunch of babbling, which is, I come to find out, that's what a lot of it was. It was just a bunch of babbling. And it was to puff themselves up in front of others. It wasn't to edify the body at all, as the scripture says. It wasn't to do that. And so they were they were puffing themselves up to be something when they were nothing. And when I finally discovered what was going on, and that came through a lot of calling out the Lord to show me what the truth was and to go to the scriptures. That's where you learn the truth. It actually put a, a certain fear in me that I had come out of the darkness of the world and come into the light of the kingdom, and yet the light of the kingdom, supposedly, that I was surrounded by was darker than the darkness. And so when I come to this subject, this is the way I always approach it, is letting people know that false prophets bring darkness. They don't bring light. They don't bring light. And so with that said, I'm going to start off, look, some of you bear with me, because I believe that God speaks through his word. That's how I believe God speaks through his word. And we're going to, look, those of you are saying, well, are we going to get political and this, that, and the other? There'll be some politics thrown in here because this is basically where the modern-day false prophets are going. They're leading you after a God you have not known, and they're teaching you to follow a man. We're going to deal with that both from the Old and the New Testament. But let's start off with what God says is a false prophet, okay? Okay. Deuteronomy 13 says, If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and proclaims a sign or wonder to you, and if the sign or wonder he has spoken to you comes about, but he says, Let us follow other gods, which you have not known, and let us worship them. You must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. For the Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. You are to follow the Lord your God and fear him, keep his commandments and listen to his voice, serve him and hold fast to him. So why do false prophets come along? Well, God sends them in the midst to test to see who loves him or who loves themselves and the one who comes to tickle the people's ears. That's why he sends false prophets in the midst. Moses continues in verse 5. He says, such a prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he has advocated rebellion against the Lord your God, 
who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. He has tried to turn you from the way in which the Lord your God has commanded you to walk. So you must purge the evil from among you. He says, even if it's your own brother, your son, your daughter, your wife, or your closest friend. And then he comes down in verse 9 and he says, instead... You must surely, he says, don't show him, show him no pity. This is in verse eight. Show him no pity and do not spare him or shield him. Instead, you must surely kill him. Your hand must be the first against him to put him to death. And then the hands of the people. And look at what he says. Stone him to death for trying to turn you away for the Lord, your God, from the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery and all Israel will hear. And be afraid of the people? No, but of God. And will never again do such a wicked thing among you. In other words, this was a Christmas gift for me. Okay, It went black because there's a green screen deal. One of my daughters painted it. You're to have a rock party with those people. You see, if the church were those who policed their own and dealt with their own, we wouldn't be such a laughing stock in America today. But we don't do that. We lift these people up. I could show you. Oh. Let me let me just give you one example. There's a guy by the name of Sid Roth. I didn't even know who he was till yesterday. Okay. I just don't follow these people. I don't take time to listen to them. Um this guy. Prophecies about Trump, twenty twenty election and America's future. Look how many views are on this thing. And this guy is as nutty as a fruitcake. Over a million views on this. Now you tell me the world doesn't love its own. Go and look at the Sons of Liberty. It's not that people don't listen. But you can't tell me that this isn't promoted a lot more. This thing of looking into the future. This stuff of wanting to know what God has said. Well, I can tell you what he said. But you could find out for yourself if you want to pick up your Bible. If you want to read it, let me continue on because God also speaks of another prophet. And this is the prophet that I say that nobody wants to talk about. This is the not talked about prophet. Okay. If you go over into Deuteronomy chapter 18, it says, when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken, but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. I'm sorry, that was the uh, that was the different passage that I had from the other one. It comes a little earlier, and what he's saying is, is there's a when there's a prophet that comes uh, prior to this one, when there's a prophet that comes, and what he does say comes to pass. You're not to be afraid of him either. If he leads you after God, you have not known. So there's, there's different kinds of false prophets, but in the end, what they're doing is they're, the, the purpose of them is to lead you away from the God that you have known. The God that you've known. So, one of the most famous prophets, in my opinion, one, I mean, all of them were faithful in what they were giving in the Old Testament, whether it was Jeremiah, whether it was Isaiah, Daniel, Amos, Zechariah, whoever it is, they were faithful because they were always speaking against the profane leaders of Israel 
And the people who were engaged in the sin they were engaged in, and they were calling them to what? What were they calling them to? To repent. Now, on the surface, it's a political message. They've abandoned the law. They've abandoned bringing consequences of the law and justice. I mean, Jesus charges the uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees with this. He says, you've forgotten the weightier things of the law, justice and mercy. You, you, haven't, you haven't done that. And so in the Old Testament, when these things come out, you remember before the children of Israel are taken into captivity in Babylon. God sends them prophets, calling them to repentance. In fact, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, AS, the number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. You want to bring that Christian is a heresy of Judaism nonsense in here? Bring it on, brother. We'll straighten that out right quick, okay? But I don't think you're willing to do that. Yeah, Islam isn't a heresy of Judaism either. Anyway, here's what, uh, here's what happened in Jeremiah. And Jeremiah warned the people, if you don't repent, you're going into captivity. And you're going to go into captivity for 70 years. And I'll remind you, God never sent his prophets to anyone else but Israel, except one time. He sent them out. He sent a prophet out to Nineveh. And that prophet knew that God was gracious. He was a gracious God. He was one full of mercy. And he didn't want to go. And he turned and ran. Remember that guy, Jonah? And what did God do? He says, I got a big fish for you, boy. And then he sent him in there. And what happened? He sent him in there with a message of judgment. And the people repented from the king to the lowest. And God spared the city. You say, well, but he was prophesying it was going to be destroyed. Yeah, and you know what? And the Bible says that God grants repentance. And how does, he, how does he work through that? He works through the preaching of the gospel. Law and grace, law and grace. The law drives men to Christ where they find grace. And so it's the same thing there in the Old Testament. The, the message hasn't changed because God hasn't changed. And so when you come to somebody like Jeremiah, here's something that you see. Verse 14. Now check this out. Tell me it doesn't sound like the modern day church. I've seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery, they walk in lies, they strengthen all the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. That's pretty heavy that God is going to say, of those who claim their prophets in the midst of his people, that they are unto him as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Jeremiah continues, Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. And I'm going to turn this over here in just a minute to a guy by the name of Justin Peterson, to, to show you some of this. And he's right on the money. Somebody shared this with me yesterday, and he's right on the money in calling these guys out. 
They're speaking vain imaginations of their own heart. Let me scroll down just a little bit in his message here. And again, you can read the context. I'll have all this up in the archive. So if any of you guys are looking for what the what the scriptures are that I'm going through, they'll be in the archive later this morning at sonsoflibertymedia.com. In verse 25 of chapter 23 of Jeremiah, here's what he says. I have heard that the prophet said that prophesy lies in my name, saying. Now, this is interesting. They do it in his name. Now, many of you probably jump on the thing that if somebody says GD, right, like our president did, just openly right at his rallies, not once but twice, that he's taking God's name in vain. And I would say probably that's pretty close to being true. God is more of the title of who he is. His name is Yahweh. He is Jehovah. He is the I am, the self-existing one. He doesn't need anybody to, to exist. That's why he, has, he bears that name. <clears throat> These come in his name, but they don't bring his word. And what does the Bible tell us about taking God's name in vain? You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. He's not going to hold you guiltless for bearing his name, and then prophesying lies to his people in that name. So he continues on, and Jeremiah says, They prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream... Let him tell a dream, and he that hath my word, let him speak it faith speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to wheat? saith the Lord, is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, He saith. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies, and by their lightness. Yet yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And there's more. The whole chapter is filled with this condemnation of false prophets. I can't do it. Sorry, CC. I'm in the midst of what's going on here. Then we go to somewhere. Then we go to Zephaniah chapter 3. And here's what we find Her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary, they have done violence to the law. Step back a verse. Her princes within her are roaring lions. Her judges are evening wolves. They gnaw not the bones till the morrow. In other words, the system here in Israel has become corrupt. It's utterly corrupt. They don't bring any justice. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Does that sound familiar to you? Where's the justice? Again, I could point to the current administration. It's not just them, though. It's other ones. The current administration promised you justice among corrupt politicians. Now it looks like 
the peers. I know there's there's court battles, and I know there's a lot of changes that that are going on, and there's some recounts, and maybe there'll be something there. Maybe there will be. I don't know. But it looks like we're going to have Obama 2.0 coming in, okay? And we haven't gotten justice. We've had a lot of talk. We've had a lot of finger-pointing. We've had a lot of bolstering in hot air. No justice. Where is it at? There's also the warnings that come uh, through Isaiah. In Isaiah 30, it says, Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, that walk to go down into Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh. You could insert president. And to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Egypt is a place of bondage. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame. (laughs) Boy, you know, you really could take and put this in here. For, mo- for the modern day. And insert president in here with Pharaoh. And the trust in the shadow of Egypt, your confusion. I mean, he's warning the people about what is coming. This is what you're doing. And as a result of this, this is the judgment that's going to befall you. Okay? We can go to numerous prophets. Let's take Micah, chapter 3. And I said, Here, I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and ye princes of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know judgment, who hate the good and love the evil, who pluck off their skin from off them and their flesh from off their bones, who also eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them, and they break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot and as flesh within the cauldron? Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He'll even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets that make my people err, that bite with their teeth and cry peace, and he that putteth not into their mouths, they even prepare war against him. Let me tell you something, folks. You thought that Barack Hussein Obama Sator Sabarka brought war against God. And he did. He led the people against him. Donald Trump has been leading you that way too. He's talked a good game. He's even done a few good things. But I'm going to tell you what. In things that God calls an abomination, he is still supported despite what his mouth says. And even with his mouth, he has supported some of those things. And the people love it. They love it. It falls to the same thing that Micah is talking about right here. And God warns them that he's going to bring darkness on them. They're not going to have vision. You're going to be in the dark. And it sounds like we're getting a a storm here. So I hope it doesn't knock us out. (laughs) We'll see what happens. There are some other things, and let me just make mention of these as 
we go along here. In Luke chapter 6, <clears throat> excuse me, we have this from the Lord Jesus. But woe unto you that are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. It wasn't anything new when Jesus walked on the scene bringing the condemnation against the religious leaders of the day. And if you really want to see what's going on a little further, go into Matthew 23. Uh, the condemnation here that Jesus spoke to those, the Pharisees, who sit at Moses' seat, and they tell you to practice and observe all these things. And he says, you do what they say, but don't do it as they do, because they weren't doing it. And you can read in Matthew 23, all over the place, he pronounces woes upon them because they're hypocrites. He says, you shut up the kingdom of heaven in men's faces, and you do not enter, nor will you let in those who wish to enter. They focus on, and this is what I was talking about a moment ago, verse 23 of chapter 23 of Matthew. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You pay tithes of mint, dill, and cumin. The tithe was their first fruits. Okay? So all the, the things, they're, 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 they're firstborn in their flocks. What they brought from the ground, that was their tithe. And they were getting down to little seeds. He says, but you disregarded the... <coughs> Excuse me, the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You should have did both. Blind Pharisee first cleaned the inside of the cup and dish. So, excuse me, your, your blind guides, you strain it out a gnat, but swallow a camel. I mean, isn't that what we're seeing happening today? That's exactly what we're seeing happening today. No justice, no mercy, no faithfulness, no fidelity to the law. None of that. And where does that come from? Well, I think it comes right out of the church. I think it comes right out of the church. Paul alludes to some of this, I believe, I believe in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Here's what he says. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I've seen a lot of babes come into the chat here at Sons of Liberty on the video platforms. A lot of them. They don't have a clue as to what Scripture actually teaches. Oh, Tim, you're judging us. You're judging Donald Trump. You don't know anything. Nobody's perfect. Well, nobody said that they had to be. People don't listen to what's going on. But here's what Paul says. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hereto ye were not able to bear it. It's like dealing with little babies and you can't chew the meat up because you don't have no teeth. Neither yet now are ye able. For you're carnal, you're fleshly, you haven't built up spiritually. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Let me ask you something. Maybe you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, but I, I want to specifically ask those who are in the chat room, who come on the different platforms, what do you see there? You can tell who you have unity with. 
It's around the Word of God, and it's around, in our country, pointing people to the Constitution and say the, the, the representatives aren't even following the laws that we set for them, much less following God's law. And Paul says, why is this, why is there this dissent? Why is there, why is this just breaking apart? And James calls it, he says, why are they, these fightings and factions within you? Is it not because of your own lusts and your own desires? He says, you're adulterers. And I think he means that in the spiritual context. You don't have the fidelity towards the word of God. Verse 4 of the same passage out of Corinthians says, For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos but ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered. But what? God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. And he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we're laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Reminds me of the other week when we had a guy come on in the morning. And he didn't like what I was saying. And he was promoting the false gospel of Donald Trump. And I said, you need to repent of that. And he didn't like me telling him that. I like to listen to Bradley. Okay, well, fine. That's great. Bradley's got his gifts, and that's wonderful. But this isn't about Bradley or Tim or what you like in our personality or anything else. This is about, are we on the straight and narrow here? That's what it's about. That's really what it's about. And that's what the church ought to be holding to, is their God, not their favorite personality. Even if those personalities are right. Paul and Apollos here. Okay? That's where it should be, that's where, the, that's where people should be focused on. So, this is why I really like going to Scripture in all of this, because I think it gives us this idea, who is telling the truth? Go to the Word of God. Okay? Go to the Word of God. Let me give you a couple of more instances, and then I'm going to play this video to expose some of these false prophets for Trump. And they're not just false prophets for Trump. They're false prophets in general. Some of the stuff that they say is, and because I watched some of the other videos, is absolutely 180 degrees backwards from what Scott said, or from what uh, God says. Jude reminded the people. Now, remember, Jude writes af- after Peter. <clears throat> in fact, let me let me go to Peter first. Second Peter chapter two. And there we read, there were also false prophets among the people, just as there are false teachers among you. There will be false teachers among you. Now, Peter writes about what's coming. Jude writes that they're there. Right there in the first, in the first century. Okay? He writes that they're there. And he says, they'll secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow in their depravity, and because of them, the way of truth will be defamed. In their greed, these false teachers will exploit you with deceptive words. The long-standing verdict against them remains in force, and their destruction does not sleep. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them deep into hell, placing them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, among the eight, 
If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction, reducing them to ashes as an example of what is coming on the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If all this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment in the day of judgment. Now, this is, this is the message of hope here, right in the midst of what he's meeting out as judgment to false prophets. Guys, Christian, there is no need for you to fret or to fear a Joe Biden presidency. Do you know why? Because the same God that decreed that Donald Trump be in office is the same one that decreed if Joe Biden goes into office. I'm not saying that makes him a good guy. What I'm saying is there's no need for you to fear. Can God deliver you or can he not? Hmm? Is the same God who was in control that you say was in control by putting Donald Trump in office, is he not the same God who does that there? Hmm? Are you consistent there, Christian? Because my Bible teaches me that. That's exactly what he does. Verse 10 of Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2. Such punishment is specially reserved for those who indulge the corrupt desires of the flesh and despise authority, bold and self-willed. They're unafraid to slander glorious beings, yet not even... I mean, have you seen some of these false prophets? I used to see them years ago on TBN. That's trendy broadcasting for people, I guess, who's keeping up or not keeping up. I don't know. They would get on there. This, Well, you're going to see one in a minute, Kenneth Copeland. I still remember that joker. And he wants to you know, curse, curse Satan. He wants to shout at, at demons and angels and stuff. And, you know, I mean, listen, look, Peter is paying you a picture. If you don't know what a false prophet is, if you don't know what a false teacher is, Peter's painting you a picture of what they do. They're unafraid to slander glorious beings, yet not even angels, though greater in strength and power, dare to bring such slanderous charges against them before the Lord. These men are like irrational animals, creatures of instinct born to be captured and destroyed. <laughs> yep, truth seeker, that's him. You guys got to get on D-Live and see some of the stuff that he that he puts on there. Kenneth Copeland. They consider it a pleasure to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes reveling in their deception as they feast with you. Their eyes are full of adultery. Their desire for sin is never satisfied. They seduce the unstable. They're accursed children with hearts trained in greed. They have left straightway, or the straightway, and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was, he was rebuked for his transgression by a donkey. Otherwise, without speech, that spoke with a man's voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These men are springs without water and mist driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them. With lofty but empty words, they appeal to the sensual passions of the flesh and entice those who are just escaping from others who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves to depravity. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. 
If indeed they have escaped the corruption of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, only to be entangled and overcome by it again, their final condition is worse than it was at first. Peter takes and he basically tells you that a false prophet's after two things. He wants sexual favors for the word of God or he wants money. He's a prophet for hire, but he's a non-prophet. He is not a prophet that God has sent. He is, again, a part of a non-profit organization. Now, it's interesting. Peter says these guys are coming. I'm going to give you this. I'll give you an exhortation, and then I'm going to play this video here from Jordan Peterson. It's going to run a little over, so we'll have to break in to, um, to, uh, to, to close out the radio show. But I think you'll find it very edifying. And some of these people, to tell you the truth, I didn't know who Sid Roth was. I just I don't follow these people. I don't have time for it. But I feel like that this is um, uh, uh, something that we should be addressing. And I know Bradley addressed the false prophet yesterday, and he asked me to do an article on it. It's easier for me if I just talk, okay, on the on subjects like this. This is what Jude says happens after Peter says these guys are coming. Jude says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Do you get that? These guys ought to tremble because God has ordained them to condemnation. But they don't do it. They're arrogant and boastful. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. But Tim, these guys say in Jesus' name, They even had prayers. Some of them have their prayers at political rallies. And they call on Jesus. I'll just say this. Many will come in my name saying, I am Christ. The devils don't have any problem using the name of Christ. In fact, the Apostle Paul says that some of the ministers of Satan will disguise themselves as angels of light. They got to look like the real thing. This is what I told you about controlled opposition in the political realm. They got to look and sound like the real thing in order to be believed. Otherwise, you're not going to follow them, right? You're not going to buy into what they're selling. But this is what they're doing. And all of it does one thing it leads you away from the Christ, it leads you away from His Word. I can't tell you how many people I've seen that say, oh, I came, I came to God because of Q. I came to God because of Q. And I said, well, did you repent of sin? What? What? They didn't come to God. They got, they got stroked is what they got. They got, a, they got a feeling. They got a feel good. They're part of a movement. Makes them feel good. There's no repentance. There's no cross that they picked up and followed after Christ. There's none of that. And as soon as you bring the word of God to bear, what happens? 
They start shucking that and they say, well, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that. That's evidence that there's a false prophet who's come along and who's led them after a God they have not known. That's evidence of it. I mean, there's just, there's nothing else to say. Now, with that said, this video runs, I think, total of 26 minutes, 26 and a half minutes, but I cut off a couple of minutes where he's just introducing. The gentleman's name is Jordan Peterson here, and I think that what I've led up, the foundation I've, I've set here, you're going to really appreciate what he has to say and some of the clips of how he demonstrates what's going on. Now, I want to, I want to lay this out, and he's going to say this really, really quick. This is one of the guys that I don't call an idolater, a Trump idolater. Okay, so just so you're just so we're clear, this is the kind of guy he believed that Trump was best that he should vote for. You know, I disagree with that, but he's willing to say that. And he's one that trusts that God puts in whom he'll put in into office. Okay? And so here he is. This is Jordan Peterson again. We'll break just before the show ends in about 13 and a half minutes. And then we'll pick it up on the other side to let him finish what he's saying. Again, Jordan Peterson, here we go. You might remember, if some of you have been following me for some time, earlier this year, I did a video, a very detailed, lengthy video, about how none of the charismatic prophets saw COVID-19 coming. Back in January, Sid Roth, the host of the It's Supernatural program, had 20 of the who's who of the charismatic movement, the prophetic movement, come on his program and give the prophetic words that God has given them to uh, share with us what was going to be coming up in the then upcoming year of 2020. You had guys like Hank Kuhneman, Perry Stone, Patricia King, David Herzog, Mario Murillo, Jeremiah Johnson, Tracy Cook, David Hernandez, Cindy Jacobs, James Gall, some of those folks, and some others, uh, none of them, nary a one of them, saw COVID-19 coming, even though COVID-19 was uh, already kind of slowly being talked about. But none of them saw the pandemic coming. I find that very interesting. Then once the pandemic did kind of set in and people were really worried about it and things were beginning to shut down, lock down, all that good stuff, in March, Kenneth Copeland, you might recall, uh, banished COVID-19. And he did so, he said he was operating as a prophet of God. And specifically on March 29th, 2020, he he banished it. He declared it over, done, in, it is finished. He just ended COVID-19. Oddly, almost in the same breath, he commanded a vaccine to come immediately not even sure why there would need be a need for a vaccine. I mean, you can't make to come this stuff immediately up. if he just banished it and said it's over, it's done and finished. But we'll exercise judgment right now because we in have the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, let me stop just a second. <clears throat> Is this Kenneth Copeland with the Matthew Lesko? You know, did he change jackets? Because that's what this guy on the right looks like. But pay attention. This is straight out of what I talked about with Peter where they speak ill of these angelic beings. Pay attention real close to what, what's, about to, what's about to happen. Standing in the office of the prophet of God, I 
execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. Um, charismatic prophets have uh, never been accused of being uh, consistent and not wanting to be left out of the executing judgment upon COVID-19 party. Then you had some leaders in Bethel Church, Bill Johnson, Chris Valaton, Sean Boltz. They also executed judgment on COVID-19 uh, very shortly after that. Uh, they They banished it. They decreed it to be gone. And uh, that didn't turn out so well either. But anyway, uh, so but uh, fast forward a number of months. Uh, of course, none of the none of the charismatic prophets saw the riots coming either. That began in May. Uh, and so, literally, two of the most globally impacting, earth-shattering events: the COVID nineteen pandemic, the riots that raged all summer long and still going. Uh, none of them saw. These two things coming, not not a single one of them. How interesting. Well, fast forward sometime. October the 2nd, 2020, Sid Roth, ever the glutton for um, prophetic punishment, puts up yet another video. Oh, he's got a lot of them. I mean, you ought to go to Sid Roth's YouTube channel. It is absolutely filled with videos of various so-called prophets sharing their prophetic words and visions that they claim God has given them about the 2020 United States presidential election. Just full of them. But on October the 2nd, he put up a video entitled Top 10 Prophecies About Donald Trump and the Election. So he kind of compiled Top 10 Prophecies About the United States Presidential Election. Put this up on October the 2nd. And so this top 10 prophecies about Donald Trump, uh, he put this together and in, in the, this video he had Jonathan Kahn, of course, author of The Harbinger, and Tracy Cook, Kevin Zadai, Kevin Zadai, who claims that Jesus taught him how to play the saxophone in heaven. Kevin Zadai, you see, like many of these, he shuttles back and forth between earth and heaven regularly. And on one of these um, excursions to the heavenly realms, Jesus taught him how to play the saxophone and several other musical instruments. And uh, Kevin Zadai also says that he walked into Jesus's eyeball. Literally, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, honestly, honestly, um, it's, it's just amazing. Sid Roth honestly has the discernment of a lug nut, but uh, you, you cannot come up with anything more loony than what Sid Roth regularly has on his um TV program. But anyway, uh, they all prophesied, all of them prophesied, enthusiastically so, that Donald Trump would win re-election. Let me show you just a, a couple of clips here. Now, you have to admit, 2020 has been a real Michigan year. That's a Hebrew word for a crazy year. It seems everywhere there's a new crisis. Oh, it's been a crisis, all right. 
a crisis of credibility for you folks. But God is never caught off guard. And he never intended for you to be either. That is true. God has never been caught off guard. But boy, the charismatic prophets sure have been. God has been speaking through his prophets. God has indeed been speaking through his prophets. Like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Joel, Amos. Those kind of guys. Not Kenneth Copeland, not Sid Roth, not Kevin Zadai, not Mario Murillo, not Tracy Cook, not Bill Johnson, not Benny Hinn. None of those guys. Now we've compiled these prophecies into one video. If you only watch one video on any of our YouTube channels, this is the one. Do you know what God's doing the rest of this year? I know you want to know. Ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. I know, I know what God is doing the rest of this year and what he's been doing the entirety of this year. He's been exposing all of you frauds for the complete charlatans and hucksters and false prophets that you are. That's what he's going to be doing. That's what he's been doing and will continue to do. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the 10 prophecies, but I, I want to show you one from a man named Johnny Enlow, probably not a name you've heard before, but one of the, just another one, one in the clown car of false prophets uh, within the charismatic movement. But Johnny Enlow gave very, a very specific prophecy. Like all the others, he prophesied that Donald Trump would be reelected. But his prophecy was very, very specific down to the percentage of the vote that Donald Trump would get. So watch this. He said, your nation, the United States, will be known as before Trump and after Trump. And he said, actually, the whole world will be known as before Trump and after Trump. Just a brief interruption here. He claims that God told him that the United States of America and indeed the world would be known as before Trump and after Trump. Now, when I heard that, that, of course, immediately, it brings into your mind Jesus, correct? B.C. and A.D., before Christ, and then Anno Domini, year of our Lord. Uh, That's how history is divided. So now, apparently, now... It's going to be divided by Donald Trump. Now, if you've seen my other videos that I did on the election, I voted for Donald Trump. I did, okay? Uh, but the, but he's not a Christian. He, he's not a Christian. But to, but to have the unmitigated gall to say that we will forever now be known as before Trump and after Trump, comparing him to Jesus Christ... Unbelievable. Back to our regularly scheduled false prophecy. What about now? Has God shown you anything about the next election? Yeah, I I believe he's going to win. President Trump's going to win. And I I believe the Lord gave me kind of three different scenarios. It was weird. The numbers were 51%, 57%, and 71%. It could be an absolutely avalanche, or it could be a squeaker, depending on really how his children participate. That's why we have... Now, I I want you... Because I get so frustrated, I'm on a different screen here. Think about what this guy is saying. Have any of you read 
a prophet of God in the scripture who says, well, it could be three different things here, depending on this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. Is, have you, have you read a message like that from a prophet of God? No, when God speaks, they have his word, they speak it faithfully. That's what we read out of Jeremiah. And by the way, for whoever came in and said it's a constitutional site and it sounds like a democratic Christian thing. No, this is Christianity. Christianity <clears throat> upholds the law, or have you not read from Romans? Where Paul says, we esteem the law. Jesus says, I didn't come to do away but with it, but to fulfill it. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And the reason that we limit government by a constitution is because God has limited them in that. Okay? The job that, and, and we've talked about this this past week too, the people are the government. We are the government. We the people. We're the ones to enforce the law. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. We're to do that. Just like the people of the Old Testament. They're in the book of Judges. Again, great example. Judges 19 and 20. Read it when you get a minute. See how the people enforce the law. The president is to call forth the people to do that. That's part of his job. Has he done that? Nope, he's let the riots go on too. And then here's this false prophets coming along, saying the nonsense that they're saying, like this gentleman right here. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to finish the rest of this video. Again, we've got <clears throat> about 13 to 14 minutes if you want to hang on. And I love how, I love what Peterson has to say here near the end, because he'll talk about if you want to hear God... This is what you got to get to. You got to go to the Word. And if you want to hear God audible, read it out loud. He's going to tell you that at the end of the video. And I want to encourage those in the viewing audience, or not in the viewing, in the listening audience at Red State Talk Radio. You want to pick us up, jump on YouTube, jump on Facebook with us, or any of the other places that I spoke about a little while ago. And we're going to continue this video because I think it's very important that you hear the message that Mr. Peterson has to say throughout this, because I think he exposes exactly what I laid the foundation for in the first part of the show of what these people are doing and how they're taking advantage of you. They're giving you a false hope. They're saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. And they're setting you up for destruction if you follow after these kinds of people. You stick to the word, you don't have to worry about that kind of issue. Guys, 23 hours... For those on Red, uh, Red State, we'll be back with you. We're going to have Dr. John Diamond on. I saw he was in the chat a little bit earlier. The appeal to heaven. We're going to speak about some of these things a little more. We're going to carry it forward as to what we do as the people of God. Until then, see ya. Okay, let me welcome all of those people joining us from Red State Talk Radio onto the video platforms that we have going on. And I'm going to turn this over and let uh, Jordan continue with his presentation. Again, this runs about 14 minutes more, and I think you'll find it very enlightening as to what's going on, okay? You have to rise and shine. And well, it was, when you say participate, are you talking about voting? Are you talking about praying? What are you talking about? Well, it was like 51% if we voted. That uh -huh. would show at least, okay, the church is involved. Mm -hmm. And then it was 57% if we vote and pray, and if we took up uh, praying as well. 
And then the big jump to 71% is if we would engage love in action. And that's really where we get activated on in every area of... So Johnny Enlow gave three prophetic possibilities, which is really nonsensical when you think about it. If God gave him three specific numbers, uh, uh, three possible outcomes, why wouldn't God just give him the right outcome and forget about the other two? But at any rate, uh, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, if Christians only voted and didn't pray. Now, I don't know about you, but I prayed. I prayed primarily for the Lord's will to be done, whatever that is. But um, so if if Christians just voted and didn't pray, bare minimum, uh, then Donald Trump would get 51% of the vote. Well, this is a screenshot that I just took. This is hot off the presses at 3.13 p.m. in the afternoon Mountain Standard Time, November the 7th, 2020. Popular vote, Joe Biden, 74,940,040 votes. Uh, Donald Trump, 70,636,667 votes. So, uh, So if you look at the percentages... And round those off to the nearest number. <laughs> as as of as of this recording right now, guess who actually ended up getting fifty one percent of the vote? Not Donald Trump. Joe Biden. So you know, friends, even if even if uh, the legal maneuvers that will undoubtedly be going on this next week, even if somehow it ends up they do they do a, a manual recount in all of the states and. All these elite, and I have no doubt. Look, I have. There's, there's. You'd have to have your head in the sand to not acknowledge there's massive voting fraud going on. I mean, when you have just a uh, hundred thousand plus ballots in Michigan and Wisconsin just all of a sudden pop up, and every single one of them goes for Joe Biden and not one for Donald Trump, you would have to have an IQ below freezing to not acknowledge that there's a lot of fraud going on. But regardless, even if, and that's a big if, but even if uh, recounts are done and Trump ends up squeaking out victories in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Arizona and, and these states, and even if he wins the Electoral College, which again, not looking likely, but even if he does, he's not going to win the popular vote. He's not. There's not. There's just not enough votes out there. He would have to. He even if he, even if he were to somehow pull a Joe Biden and get all of the like literally 100 percent of the uh, as of right now outstanding votes and all the fraudulent ones were flipped over to him or whatever. He's still not going to get the popular vote. Best case scenario. Um, best case scenario, he would win the electoral college, lose a popular vote, just like he did four years ago. So, all this to say this. Johnny Enlow is a false prophet. Um, All of these people are false prophets. And not just because of the presidential election. That's just one thing. Even if things were to turn around and somehow Trump does win re-election because of some uh, legal action and lawsuits and all all these challenges. Even if they're still false prophets. Because they have been proven to be false prophets over and over and over and over. Uh, Friends, the charismatic movement is utterly morally and theologically bankrupt. 
These prophets are absolutely worthless. Worthless. They should stop calling themselves prophets. They are not prophets. They, sh- they, are, they have been exposed to be the false prophets that they are. The Bible, have, have you, I wonder, have these people read Deuteronomy chapter 13? Have they read Deuteronomy chapter 18? Have they read Jeremiah 14? Have they read Jeremiah 23? Do they have any idea how seriously God takes false prophets? Do they have any idea how seriously God takes it when people falsely prophesy in his name and put words in his mouth that he did not say? Do they have any fear of God at all? No, they don't. I'll answer that question. No, they don't. None. None whatsoever. Because if they did, they would shut it down. They would shut it down. They've been proven false prophets over and over and over and over, and yet they continue to do it. Honestly, let me tell you how wrong they are. Honestly, if if they were to if they were to come out and say, they were all come out and say, I, I had a dream last night. God gave God gave me a dream. He gave you a dream too. Wow. You as well? Wow. God gave all of us dreams and we all had the what did you dream? I dreamed I I gave I got a dream from God that the sun is going to rise in the east tomorrow morning. You got that dream? What what was your dream? I got the same dream. I God gave me a dream that the sun was going to rise in the east in the morning. Uh, all of you, you too, Bill, you, George, Kenneth, uh, Mario Marillo, Tracy Cook, you, all of you, uh, Rick Joyner, you too, Stacy Campbell, all you guys, all we were all given prophetic dreams. That the sun is going to rise in the east tomorrow morning. If I if they came out and said that, you know what? I would fully expect that the earth would literally reverse its rotation on its axis just to prove them wrong. That is how consistently wrong they are. It is almost like God is just mocking them because they are proven wrong. Every time they turn around, every time they offer a prophecy, turns out to be false. False prophets. Now, Sid Roth did another video, put it up just day before yesterday, November the 5th, 2020. Now, November the 5th, this was uh, Thursday. Of course, the election was Tuesday. So this is 48 hours after the election was held. And uh, he said something interesting here. I, I want you to watch this, and then we'll we'll land this plane. It's Sid Roth here with my friend Mario Murillo, and you did it to me. Uh, Mario, uh, I said something to you. I'm going to repeat it. Uh, I did a, a video that was up yesterday, and, and, the, and the video in less than a day is, is what, a million and a half views. Mm-hmm. Which is wow! I mean, it's crazy. The one I did before, four million views, um, and but the one I just did uh, that will probably go about five or six million um, was um, uh, the, the thing that disturbed me with the responses, and that's when that's when I spoke with you, and I knew I had to get you on a uh, on on um, 
social media as a result of that. People, I, it was hard to believe. Believers wrote into me and said, because of everything going on, I've lost my faith. I'm discouraged. Uh, I'm depressed. I'm terrified. Now, I can see the world talking that way. Right. But when believers talk that way, yes. it, it's like I'm not wired that way to, to even understand. Well, Sid, one of the reasons that there are so many professing believers who are so worried, so anxious, so nervous, so unsettled about what we see going on right now is that all of your false prophets falsely prophesied that Trump would coast to re-election. And they've been, they've been putting their confidence, unfortunately, tragically, in, in these charlatans. And now it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And, and so that's one of the reasons that they are so worried. Here's why I'm not worried, though. You see, I don't need a so-called prophet to tell me who's going to win the election. I know who's going to win the election. The man that's going to win the election is the man that God has foreordained to win the election, decreed from eternity past. You see, if people weren't listening to these false prophets all the time, rather they were spending time in their Bibles, then they would know that God brings up one and he puts down another. Come on, brother. They would know from Romans 13 that every authority that exists exists by the sovereign decree of God. They would know in uh, from Psalm chapter 2 that the nations rage and the peoples devise a vain thing, but, but the Lord laughs at them. They would know that God is sovereign. They would know that he is in control. And they would rest in that. And you know what? I'm not thrilled about where the election appears to be standing right now. I'm not thrilled about that at all. But you know what else? I accept it. I accept it because it is. I know God is sovereign. I know He is in control. I know that He upholds all things by the word of His power. Colossians chapter three, um, as Spurgeon famously said, "The sovereignty of God is the pillow upon which I lay my head at night." So, uh, even though my guy didn't win the election, Joe Biden, I um, could never vote for him for reasons I've already explained. Even though it appears as though he's going to be the occupant in the White House, at least for a little while. I seriously doubt he's going to finish his term, but that's another conversation. Um, I know God's sovereign. I know he is in control. And I know that things are going to occur and pan out the way that God has ordained them to occur. I rest in that. And if people were spending far less time listening to these hucksters, and instead spending their time in God's Word, they wouldn't be so nervous. They wouldn't be so anxious and consternated. They would be resting in the sovereignty of God. Uh, so, so Mario, uh, there's a scripture I want you to comment on. Yes, sir. Uh, it's found in Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing, nothing, without revealing his purpose to his servants, the prophets. 
And I have been interviewing prophet after prophet that I trust that has been saying without blinking an eye, Donald Trump will have two terms. President Trump is going to win. And you know what? (laughs) The way God built me, when I hear a word from God, you can't get me off of that. Well, Sid, I wish that that were true. The problem is, if you happen to be watching this, Mr. Roth, that is, is that you have not been hearing words from God. What you've been hearing from these hucksters is just the products of their vain imaginations, their nonsensical ramblings. They want to make other people think that they have this direct access to God and they're hearing him in such profound ways and ways that other people simply are not hearing him. These are charlatans. They are hucksters. And Sid, I am sorry. You are a charlatan as well. You are. Uh, you, you, you sell the wares from these false prophets. You are a, 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 a you, you strike me as someone who is profoundly, profoundly lacking in discernment, no discernment at all. You're not hearing from God. Dear friends, if you want to hear from God, Sid Roth, if you want to hear from God, to quote myself, there's one way I guarantee you, you will hear God speak. Read your Bible. If you want to hear God speak to you audibly, read it out loud. Amen. 100% guaranteed you will hear God speak. Thank you very much for watching this video, dear ones. Um, yet more proof. Okay. All the right. charismatic Let's... movement is absolutely bankrupt. Let's close this out. That was uh, Jordan Peterson. Let me address a couple of things, and then we're going to close out the show. James says, be careful, sir, because marking God and his prophets carries a stiff penalty. I agree. It also carries a stiff penalty to be a false prophet. Remember? Rock party. That's what it carries, to be a false prophet. And what Jordan has pointed out is, what these guys said, oh, this is what it's going to be, it wasn't that. He's also pointed they couldn't see the COVID pandemic. They just couldn't see it for some reason. And then they act all stupid when they do see it. I'm told I may want to keep my mouth in neutral until Biden is proven to be the next president-elect. Well, look, I don't know who's going to be. There's a lot of stuff that happens between now and December the 14th. There's a lot of lawsuits. I believe there is voter fraud. December the 14th, the Electoral College meets. There are scenarios that are set up. I've talked about this before. Ron Paul brought it up in 2012. The thing is, you're not really electing a president when you go to vote for a president. You're electing the electors who are going to go to the Electoral College to vote for the president. And those guys can do a lot of different things. They could go in there and vote for Donald Trump to put him in. Okay? But here's the thing. Whether Trump or whether Biden go in there, I think Peterson's point is valid. These guys have already put themselves out there claiming numbers, claiming it's going to be an easy ride, and this and the other. That's already not true. That's just already not true. So, we have a good question from somebody in the chat room. How do you, it, This is easy to tell who is a false prophet. Okay? How do we tell a real prophet? I think that's a good question. I think that's a really good question. Isaiah 8.20 says, 
to the law and to the testimony. In other words, to the law and the prophets. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there's no light in them. If men will not speak the word of God in the context that it's in, as God meant it to be spoken, there's no light in them. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. There's also some good character sketches, if you will, of false prophets. How you can notice they're there, and you can see those who are the real prophets. One, they use the word of God for sexual favors and for money. That's what they're out after. Okay? In fact, when we see in the New Testament, in Timothy chapter uh, 3, 1 Timothy chapter 3, and also in Titus chapter 1, when we see uh, elders who are appointed in the churches and deacons, one of the things that we see is they're not after filthy lucre or filthy money. They're, they're not after money. That's not what they're there for. Now, the Bible tells us that we ought to care for those who labor in doctrine. In fact, they're worthy of double honor. And the fact of the matter is that's where we get the word honorarium. In other words, being taken care of. You want a guy who's going to spend his time in the word and prayer? Well, he's got to have time to do that, and he's still got to be able to provide for himself and, and more than likely his family because elders and deacons both are supposed to have wives and children. I mean, that's what it says. So you want to take care of them. But here's the thing. They speak according to what the word actually says, not whatever their dreams are, not whatever they say, God told me this, that, and the other. Again, I'm told, hey, you're marking these people out? Yep, I'm marking them because some of them have come in here and said, God told me this, God told me this about Trump. Maybe he is coming in. I'm not a prophet, so I'm not saying who's going to office. I'm saying there's a lot of stuff that's still going on here. But I can tell you this. I have watched for decades. And there's a guy by the name of, he goes by the handle, Legal Man. And he's exactly right in what he's observed. He's not a Christian, that I can tell. But he's exactly right in what he's observed. The Republicans are set up to lose. They're the controlled opposition so that the agenda keeps going forward. I could tell you things that I think is, is about to happen. I think there's about to be a major false flag. Major one. The powder keg of Americans against Americans is just ready to be lit. And I can see one particular scenario going on. I'm, it's not, I'm not saying it's from God at all. I just see it in my mind. This is, this is just me. But the fact of the matter is, is this. If you want to hear from God, you're going to have to turn off the boob tube with all these knuckleheads on it. And you're going to have to start getting into the Bible yourself. And you need to know not just Bible verses. You need to know the context of those verses. Too many people come in the chat room and they'll throw out, judge not lest you be judged. And they have no idea of why that verse even exists in the context that's there. They forget that Jesus said you judge with righteous judgment. They forget 
that we're to be people who are to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that doesn't need to be ashamed. Friends, it's... I, to me, it's as plain as the nose on your face. When I hear these people say do stuff like this, is why I don't watch them. This is why you know somebody passed this on, and I thought, oh, this is great. I don't have to do it. This guy's already done it. He's already shown you some of these people. And how in the world somebody like a Sid Roth? I mean, really? I I just pulled up a couple of his things. There's one here again. I showed it to you. Prophecies about Trump, 2020 election, and America's future. Over a million views. Let me ask you something. Christians, those of you challenging what's been on the show this morning, doesn't Jesus say the world loves its own? Hmm? Just saying. Isn't that what he says? Where's the love going to? Where's the love going to? They love their false prophets. Let me let me give you something. Somebody brought up um, the two witnesses of Revelation. And I, I just want to give this as a scenario. I've already dealt with the issue of the mark of the beast. First century, guys. But we can apply it all throughout history. And yes, I see there is a mark of the beast. There's an application that we can see with the vaccine that's coming. You're either going to bow to the Lord Jesus Christ and name him as Lord and submit to him. Or are you going to submit to the beast? There's just no other way to say it. You're going to do one or the other. Okay? And here's the thing. They're talking about two witnesses. We're going to have that, and there's going to be three days, and the whole world's going to see it. Hey, it's already happened. (laughs) It's already happened. Didn't you read Revelation? And again, um, I'm going to jump to this real quickly, all right? And then we're going to to end this, because I do want to answer the person and what they're they're saying um, with regard to that. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about, about knowing your Bible. Okay? And I've dealt with this before. You want to go to uh, Revelation. You want to pick out two. You want to pick out the big stuff that, you know, you're looking at your crystal ball to see where it is. You want to pin the tail on the Antichrist, by the way, who isn't even mentioned in the book of Revelation. The term Antichrist is only in First and Second John. You'll know that if you read your Bible. You'll know that. And it's and John breaks it down. You're hearing there's this Antichrist. I'm telling you, there's many Antichrists, and here's what they are. Here's how you spot them. They deny that God came in the flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. And if they don't carry that doctrine, you don't even let them in your house. Okay? But for all of you guys, you, you get into this, looking into the crystal ball, you, this is what makes you want to listen to the false prophets. You want to know the future. Jesus said, worry about today. It's got enough troubles of its own. He doesn't even say worry about it. He says, today's got enough trouble of its own. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. That's what Jesus says. Again. Yeah, it's not that at all, Rhonda, and I'm going to show you why. There's a context for the book of Revelation. Are you ready? Revelation chapter 1 says this. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show his servants things which what? Are going to happen in a couple of thousand years? Nope. He says, which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Now, in case you missed it, I just want you to understand he reiterates this. 
who bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. And then he says this, blessed is he that readeth. This is first century. How are they going to be blessed about something you think is happening off in your future, folks? I just want to know that. How does that happen? And they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. It's at hand. And to make sure that you don't miss anything, Rhonda, let's head over here to the final chapter. Okay? He closes the book with the same thing. And he said unto me, this is verse 6, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. It's not dual prophecy. You see, folks, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. People don't know their Bibles, and they buy into all this kind of stuff instead of seeing this is what was fulfilled. I got a question for you. What are the prophecies about Jesus? Oh, they're dual prophecies. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's prophecies that talk about him coming as a suffering servant. He's going to die a cruel death. I mean, the description is so clear, it looks just like a crucifixion. He's going to be buried. He's going to be raised again. No, it's it's not crazy, Rhonda. It really isn't. It's just because you've been taught a dispensational Darby Schofield kind of nonsense. But again, even the the things in Revelation are nothing more than the judgments, the closing out of the Old Covenant, the judgments that came upon Jerusalem, even as God said they would after he issued a writ of divorce for them, read Jeremiah, and he brought this down on them, and it is for a teaching of us. Rhonda, again, Quit reading Schofield Bible, listening to dispensational teachers. Know your Bible. Know your Bible as to what it is. Those things were not even taught until the 19th century. She's bringing up the issue of the rapture. Those things were not even taught till the 19th century. The church never heard anything about such a, such a thing, such a scenario. And here's the thing. The issue is to know our Bibles. You want to spot the false prophet? Know your Bible. You want to spot the true prophets? And by that, I mean they're the ones that are foretelling what the Scripture says. Okay, good. I'm glad to see that, Rhonda. (laughs) I'm glad to see that. I'm not trying to chastise you. What I'm trying to encourage everybody is this. Look, somebody came in one of the chats on DLive, and, you know, they, they said, you know, what, you know, I want to know who I'm dealing with before I, I follow this, that, and the other. And I said, don't follow man. You know, follow the Christ. That's what we encourage. And that's what I'm saying now. You want to know the truth and the truth that sets you free? That's it right there. Know it. And you can do it. Know the truth. The truth sets you free. That's the words of Jesus. Who's the truth? Jesus said he is the truth. Just like he is the resurrection and the life. And the fact of the matter is, is that here in America, it's a sad day 
when America is the one who used to send out missionaries to the world with the message of the true saving gospel, not the fake Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life, but the one that calls sinners to repentance, to faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ, to be reconciled unto God. And now that same America is in such desperate need of missionaries to come to us. Isn't that a shame on us? Oh, but we're the greatest in the world. We have need of nothing. If we could but get Donald Trump back in office. I mean, that is the mentality of some people. Not all. Some people, though. If we could just get the Republicans back in in, in power, what? So they can do nothing? So they can be impotent and turn over everything like they've always done? Come on, folks. Come on. It's time to get down to where the rubber meets the road. And that means that we get back to the Scriptures. We get back to the God who formed us long ago, long before the Constitution was around. As a people, where our laws were based upon the Scripture, and we executed justice in the land, which showed a mercy to the people, that's what we need to get back to. And until we get, until we get back to that, it's going to continue to get worse and worse. Leviticus chapter 26, read the book of Revelation. Leviticus 26 is nothing more than foretelling you what John is writing about in Revelation that's coming upon the people of Israel. God laid out the curses in Deuteronomy 28. Leviticus 26, he says, this is how I'm going to judge them. They're going to come faster and faster, more judgments. And then you read in Revelation, this is exactly what happened to the people. And that is to be an example for us. God doesn't change. He's never changed. He's called immutable. He's not wishy-washy. He's not an emotionally, you know, unstable being. And folks, until we get back to that God, the God of our founding, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ... We're going to keep going down this road and we're going to have more and more and more of these false prophets come in. You know, the church would do a great service for itself and for the world if we would start calling out these yahoos. Really would. We would do ourselves a great service. But because we're focused more on some man as though he is God and can change everything and save the world and us with it, we forget the God who saved us. Let's not do that. Let's repent as a people. Let's truly repent before him. Let's confess our sin. Let's turn from our wicked ways. And let's see God heal our land. Guys, uh, 22 and a half hours. We're going to have to have Dr. John Diamond on. And I, I trust uh, that the message is going to continue very similar. We're not going to probably be on the false teachers. We might be. Uh, hit that a little bit. But we're definitely going to be on the issue of driving Americans and the world. Some of you are not in America. But you tune in every morning. Thank you for your support. It's to drive us to Christ. We don't want you following the Sons of Liberty. I certainly don't want you following me. Or Bradley. I feel, I'm pretty sure he's the same way. We want to follow the Christ. 
And the only way to do that is to obey his word. And to obey his word, you got to know what it says. All right? You guys have a great day. And, uh, again, we'll talk to you in the morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time, Lord willing. And uh, I guess we'll wait and see what's going to happen with our country. But don't forget, the same God who was on the throne when Donald Trump went into office, be the same God next year, whoever's in office. Same God. You can trust in him. You really can. All right? Have a great day, guys. See ya.